Your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Hello and welcome into another edition of Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart, founder at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial with his office in Crystal Lake. Make sure you check out Michael and his team online at crystallaketax.com. That is crystallaketax.com. And as always, subscribe to the podcast. You can do that whether you use iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or whatever the podcasting platform of choice is that you use. We'd certainly appreciate a like and a subscription if you want to check out more shows as they come online and past episodes and all that fun stuff. You can also reach out to Michael if you have questions or concerns at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Michael's been doing this for quite a while. He's got more than two decades of experience as a financial planner and my guest today, as always, here on the program. So, Michael, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing very well, Mark. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Hope that you've had a great week. Of course. Can't complain. Oh, not at all. Nobody yeah. listened. I was going to say, you're. I'm right there with you. Nobody would listen if you did. So, <laughs> well, we got a good show lined up today. I got a couple fun topics I want to talk about, and interesting ones as well. But let's kick it off with a little news headline that I wanted to ask you about. Get your opinion. Get your take on this. You know, the UK can't seem to make up their mind with this Brexit thing. Like it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off. Like what in the world, you know, is going to happen? We'll see. But do you foresee any kind of impact uh, of this saga onto our own economy, however it may unfold? Absolutely, a little bit. So a little bit of background about the UK is, you know, they said that they are going to exit the European Union, the EU. You know, the issue now is, is it a hard Brexit, which means they're just going to cut all ties and not have any agreements in place? Or is it going to be a soft Brexit where they're phased out, but they still get some of the benefits of being in the European Union? And that's specifically, if you think about kind of how the EU, the European Union operates, you know, it's kind of like us going to, I'm not sure if you've been to Europe, but it's kind of like us when you're driving from Illinois to Indiana to Kentucky mm-hmm. to Tennessee, it's just kind of a natural pass. You go back through and that's kind of how it's traveling in Europe. You know, it's very lax as far as the commerce goes back and forth, whether you're an individual or with business. That One of the things that really wasn't thought about on this whole Brexit thing was the transmission of goods and services from one country to the next if you don't have trade agreements in place. So if the UK removes themselves or has this Brexit, then what happens is then how do you get things from the UK to France or Spain right. or Italy? And, you know, so that's going to cause a lot. That's what they call the hard Brexit, where there's no agreements in place. Trade will come to a standstill. It's going to hurt all the economies, you know, both in the UK and all throughout Europe. And, of course, there's going to be some sort of spillover to the U.S. economy, because if you look at just take like the S&P 500 as an example, you know, the 505 largest U.S. companies by market cap. 50% of their profits and their revenue come from overseas, primarily in Western Europe. So it's definitely going to have a big impact, and hopefully they get it worked out soon. Yeah, you know, and my wife actually was raised over there. Her dad was in the Air Force, and she was thinking the same thing. She's like, you know, it's so easy to flow in and out and do different things, and it'll be really curious to see how they can hopefully find some common ground. But maybe that's why it's taken so long, because it seems like it's been, what, two years, I think, since they voted on this thing? Uh, oh, absolutely. Voted to leave. So well, we'll see how it goes, at least at the time of this podcast taping anyway. All right. Well, let's uh, interesting topic. So we'll keep our eyes peeled and maybe we'll readdress that a little later as more news comes out here on the podcast. All right. Let's turn our attention to an email question this week. It's from Martin in Crystal Lake. 
And he says, Mike, I have money in an annuity that I'm not very happy with and wanted to move it to a different annuity, but I'm told there will be a big penalty if I take the money out of the current one. Can you tell me what that's all about? Yeah, anytime you invest in an annuity, and probably kind of an annuity 101 would be, you know, there's five or six different types of annuities, whether it's pension-like, immediate annuities, there's variable, there's index, fixed, you know, there's a variety of different types. But the key thing to remember is anytime you hear the word annuity, it just means that there's an insurance company involved somewhere. So in a lot of annuities, regardless of the type that you have, there's usually surrender charges. You know, you sign up for five years, seven years, 10 years, you know, and you have limited access. You might have 10% access a year, but that's all you can have access to without any penalty. The biggest thing that a lot of annuity buyers find, and you have to be very careful about, is that if you sign up for five or seven or 10 years, that however they're crediting your your interest or your gains, whether they're market linked, if you're in the market, whatever it happens to be. So Martin, what happens is all of a sudden there's a lot of gotchas. So, you know, you may go into something, they'll say, okay, you know, we'll give you up to the first 8% of the market. And then you sign up, hey, that's great. You know, I get no risk and get to keep up 8% of the first 8% of the market. (laughs) But then all of a sudden what happens is year two rolls around. And in year two, they say, oh, the contract that you signed for 10 years said that we can lower that down. So for the next nine years, you're only going to get 3% of the upside of the market. You know, and typically you're kind of stuck and you're stuck with these big surrender charges. Now, that doesn't make annuities bad. There's good annuities and bad annuities. There's good investments and bad investments. But Martin, specific to you on here, the first question that I would ask is, okay, what is my break even? So whether I'm going into another annuity or another financial product, what's my break even? So if I've got to pay three, four, five, six percent to get out of this thing as a penalty, is it going to take me 12 months, 18 months, 24 months just to break even? Because you want to know that going in. Otherwise, it may not make sense to pay the penalty, even if you're upset about it. The second thing, and probably more important, kind of put my financial planner hat on a little bit, is making sure that just because you're exiting that one annuity doesn't mean you specifically have to go into another annuity. You know, it doesn't have to go insurance to insurance. It might be more suitable, especially if you've had a bad experience with the annuity. You might want to look for other investment vehicles that maybe act a little bit more appropriate for the types of returns and the type of risk that you're trying to get. So, you know, Martin, I definitely do a little due diligence about the suitability on what you're trying to do and what your break even is going to be. And then really explore all the different investment options you have going forward. Well, great question, Martin. Thank you so much for submitting that into the show. We certainly appreciate it. Certainly hope that it uh, provides you with a a few things to think about. As always, check with a qualified professional like Michael before you take any action. Give him a call at 815-526-3092 to really talk more specifically about your situation. You know, a lot of times on these podcasts, we're going to talk about a lot of topics that are kind of in generality, but, you know, in order to really see how it's going to apply for your situation, you should always have that conversation. 815-526-3092. And you can submit your own questions to the program on uh, crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. All right, Michael, let's hit our big topic for this week, and that's fake news. I thought we could weave this into our podcast uh, conversation. You know, it's become synonymous with everything in our social landscape, it seems like. Fake news isn't just politically driven now. That's where it started, right? But now it's... Mm -hmm. Now it can apply to anything. Like I hear it all the time. People are like, well, that's fake news. Well, this, you know, your favorite team's going to make it to the Super Bowl. Well, that's fake news because they're terrible, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, it's always something like that. So let's apply it to the financial space for a few minutes and, and see if these headlines I've got for you qualify maybe to be labeled as 
fake news or if they've got some real weight behind them and maybe aren't quite as fake as they are real. So let's kick it off here with Social Security going broke. Now, that's a headline we've heard for a while. Some may argue that it's been broke. Others may say that this is on its way. Yeah, I think that one just definitely qualifies for fake news. So when they say Social Security is going broke, one of the biggest kind of misunderstandings there is, you know, and you'll see it on, you know, when you get your Social Security statement, whether you grab it online or it gets mailed to you, it says that Social Security is not going broke. In fact, they've had a surplus every year up until this year in 2019, where they've actually taken in more money than they've paid out. Hmm. When they say Social Security is going broke, what they're saying is the trust fund that has a couple trillion dollars of extra dollars floating out there (laughs) is essentially going to be dipped into now that more and more baby boomers are retiring and starting to claim benefits. So now going forward from this year on, there's more benefits getting paid out than are going to be received. So they're going to basically dwindle that trust fund over the course of the next 15 years to zero. And if they don't actually make any substantive changes to Social Security by 2034, then they're going to have to cut benefits for everyone receiving them. Now, the hope, you know, going through Congress and that is that they don't kick the can down the road. They actually make some kind of adjustments, you know, and it might be raising the retirement age for individuals that are younger right now. Raise it, you know, instead of 67, maybe it phases into 68 or 70 with everybody living longer. Maybe there's, you know, higher taxes we pay out of our paychecks to go to Social Security. So there's various ways that they could do it. But Social Security is definitely not going broke, especially if you're somebody within about five to 15 years of needing it and qualifying for it then you don't really have anything to worry about. Yeah, I'm with you, Michael. I think that there's going to be some changes that need to come down the pike, obviously. And sometimes it seems like they overthink this. And I know it's always... Social Security is always probably going to be a political poker chip as well when it comes to a lot of things. But it seems like just moving it back, maybe just taking away the 62 as the early and just making it 65. I've I've read things where moving it back just a couple of years could fund it for a very long time. So it seems like there's a lot of room for wiggle in there. But, you know, no one ever wants to be the person that has to say, I'm the one doing the wiggling, right? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So somebody at some point has got to be the one to do it. Hopefully they won't wait till it's a full a five alarm fire before they do, but we'll see. All right, how about this uh, fake news headline? The crash of the dollar is imminent. Buy gold now. Yep, so anyone out there, when you say, you know, buy gold coins and buy silver and buy any of these precious metals. Now, gold, precious metals, commodities, those are trades. Keep that in mind, you know, as whether you're doing it yourself or you're working with somebody, they are not investments. They're way too volatile to necessarily be investments. So anybody that when you see those commercials buy gold now or, you know, concerns with, you know, the dollar standard, you know, versus the gold standard, all those, all they're really saying is that we've got stuff to sell you. And then so when they say buy gold now or buy silver, what they're really telling you to do is we've minted these coins that we're going to sell for you for $100, but they're really about $70 worth of actual metals inside them, you know, precious metals. So we're going to make money on here, but you're going to feel like you're sitting on something that's of great (laughs) value if the dollar collapses. But more importantly, you know, and this is, you know, whether it's the billionaires with the places in Montana, you know, for the apocalypse and things comes down (laughs) to is, so let's say you go out here and you buy you know all kinds of bullion and you've got all this gold sitting in your basement and the dollar is crashed and the economy is crashing it's anarchy in the streets what are you going to do with your gold yeah right, right? there's nothing you can do you know what's valuable 
a gun is was, valuable <laughs> at that time. Canned goods is valuable at that time. If the world's falling apart, that's valuable. You know, having some precious metals sit in the basement, you know, that's not tradable in, in that kind of grandeur of, of an apocalypse. Yeah, you know, that's funny, Michael. My dad used to say to me, this was years ago, he's been passed away for a number of years now, and he used to say, you know, I never really understood that whole thing. Two things about this whole buy gold now thing, and it's been going on forever. I mean, I, I can remember seeing it on television commercials even in the 80s and whatnot. But he would say, you know, I think, what are you going to do, shave off a chunk of gold when you need to get something if, if it was well, end of the world kind of thing? It's like, I think you'd be better served to have, you know, with bullets and butter would get you more, you know, farther. Yep. Yeah. And then I always think it's funny, too, with that headline, but they want you to use the dollar to buy the gold, but yet the dollar is, you know, dying, according to those headlines. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so funny little thing there when it comes to that. Uh, we're, we're talking about fake news or potentially fake news headlines that you may or may not see when it comes to some of these retirement things. We covered a couple of good ones so far. Social Security going broke, which was definitely an interesting topic, as well as the buy gold now one. How about this one, Michael? Nursing home costs are poised to bankrupt millions of Americans or long-term care, whatever term you want to use. Yeah, on that one, I'm going to say that's a to be determined. Uh, And mainly because in our practice, I've been a financial planner nearly 20 years, and especially the last 10 or so, you know, we've seen a tremendous amount of, you know, not just longevity, everyone living longer, but primarily healthcare costs skyrocketing. And a lot of individuals just aren't prepared for it, you know, as individuals or as married couples to help, you know, have. And the bigger thing is really a little bit less that, you know, if you're a single person and you don't care what happens and, you know, we're not worried about all the beneficiaries and worst case, if you run out of money, that's fine. You know, then you'll go on Medicaid and they'll stick you in some home somewhere. If, you know, if that's the kind of end of life retirement that that you're planning for, okay, maybe, you know, long term care costs, health care costs may not be a big concern consideration for you. But the big thing in our practice that we see where long-term care is, is in the fact that if we've got a married couple and all of a sudden, you know, they require in-home health care of $45,000 a year. That's what it is in Illinois for full-time in-home care or $95,000 a year if they need to go into a full facility. Where is that money going to come from? And just as importantly, not only where is that money going to come from, how is the other spouse still going to continue to be able to live know, the type of existence and lifestyle outside of the nursing home, if only one of them requires care. You know, so uh, yes, there's might be a set amount of income coming in that would be able to assist. But if all of a sudden, you know, you had to come up with an extra $7,500,000 a year, is your portfolio position for that? And do you have any insurance in place that might mitigate that potential risk? So you don't have to drain all of your savings or spend all of your current income, especially to make sure that the spouse that doesn't require care still has the resources that he or she needs to move forward. You know, so that's once again going to be a to be determined. I'm not sure if it's millions, but I can tell you locally and, you know, kind of having your heart broken a little bit with some of the stories that we hear is, you know, the rising healthcare costs and long-term care costs and the rise in dementia and Alzheimer's requiring even longer care. I know those are very real things that are recreating a lot of havoc financially for families across the country. Well, that's, you know, certainly it's going to be, I think, to be determined, as you mentioned, and something we're definitely going to continue to watch as it moves forward. I guess our final piece this week, our final one would be market crash. It's coming soon. And that seems like that's the conversation just about every other day. Well, the headlines sell, right? So that's the key, you know. So in, in our practice, we do skew more to the conservative side. 
you know, we tell clients that, you know, we're going to figure out the total return that we need to achieve to achieve all of our different goals. So for a lot in our practice, it's not hitting home runs trying to get 15, 20% returns because they don't want to take the amount of risk that it's necessary to get 15 and 20% returns consistently in the market. So a lot of our clients are retired or nearing retirement. And, you know, they're saying, you know what, if I could get somewhere between five and 8% consistently, you know, good markets, bad markets, but if I could basically pull out an income stream and maybe get a little bit of growth over time, I've already played that market game. What I really want to do is get more consistency so I can get an income stream off my investments as I get close to retirement or in retirement. That's really kind of, you know, more the ideal client that we have. But, you know, what we're not doing is pounding the table talking about, hey, what about the market crash? You know, the market crash any day now. What we tell them is take the amount of risk that you need to take to achieve the goals that we've built into your plan, no more, no less. And that way, if there is a market disruption, if that market crashes right around the corner, you know, we've been in an up market relatively for almost nine years now, and we haven't had a recession in over nine years. So yeah, we're due. It's long in the tooth. Now, whether that comes in three months or three years, who knows? We don't have any control over that. More importantly, though, is if you're only taking the amount of risk that you need in good markets and bad to achieve what your goals are, your financial goals with the resources you have, then it doesn't matter if the market crash is coming soon or if it's way down the pike. Because in the meantime, your monthly bills are getting paid with monthly income. Well, that's been our podcast for this week. Really great topic, interesting information and conversation here with Michael Stewart on Retirement Matters. He's the founder at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Make sure you check him out online at crystallaketax.com. Crystal Lake is a one-stop shop with a CPA, enrolled agent, paralegal all on staff, and they can help when it comes to all things financial and any retirement matters. So give Michael a call at 815-526-3092. Again, 815-526-3092. And always subscribe to the podcast on uh, whatever platform of choice you use. And Michael, thanks for having me on the show. I look forward to talking with you more in the future. I'll talk to you around the bed. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time here on Retirement Matters. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.